1: But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.
0: Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast where, of course, Tottenham Hotspur have just beaten Leicester City at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium 6-2. Yes, 6-2. Hunmin Son rotated out of the starting 11 today. Antonio Conte made four changes from the starting 11. Kane, Dyer and Benzenkert all on the score sheet before Hunmin Son came on to the pitch and then grabbed a hat-trick, a hat-trick in 13 minutes, I might add um Tottenham Hotspur are now up to second in the Premier League we have played seven we have won five we've drawn two we've got a goal difference of plus 11 we've got 17 points only goal difference separate us and the champions yes there was some booze at half time, but Tottenham got over the line yet again and we do remain unbeaten as I said and Hunmin Son after the game has just said I'm getting emotional to be honest amazing support Now, before I introduce my very special guest to talk about today's game, uh, if you don't subscribe to the channel as yet, please do hit that subscribe button. We have just passed 77,000 subscribers, so thank you so much for all of your support. And if you're listening to this on an audio platform, do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. Now, let me introduce my three very special guests for this evening. Uh, We have got uh, Richard Whitehead, MBE, back with us. Richard, how are you?
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I was thinking, I was... uh... Not going to watch any of the first half of the games ever again because we always play shit in the first half. But now it's awesome to be back. Winning is what we are doing now. Getting rid of that Spursy tag. Here we go.
0: Well. Unbeaten going into the international break. I tell you what, every single Spurs fan, uh, you know, would have taken that. Um, We've got Dan Gaze with us for the very first time on the channel. I know Dan is a big fan of this channel and he watches a lot. So, Dan, it's great to have you here. Of course, you were a 2020 Hotspur hero. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, no, um, I got a Hotspur hero award from Tottenham for my work with young people and through COVID. It was quite an honour to get it and a big write-up in the Spurs programme like I said, it was an honour to be recognised by my club. So I was buzzing from it. It was really, really good. Thanks, Chris, for mentioning that.
0: And thanks so much for coming on for the first time. We've also got Gareth uh, McGuinness back with us, of course, football coach and founder of the 12th Man podcast. Gareth, great to have you back. How are you?
3: Um, really, really funny what Richard's is saying, because I've actually called the second half FC. 'Cause we, we do not start first half, that's crazy.
0: As you go free
3: my Twitter page. I keep saying second half FC strike again.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: But no, it's well, actually it's actually been a rough day because it was my first game with my own my own team today, like, and it wasn't we we got a draw, like we didn't play well, so not, nothing was going to be planned today, and then Spurs half time. I was fearing the worst, but then second half second half FC strike again. So no, it was was
0: it was a better end of the day. Absolutely. Um, Right, let's get straight into it. Rich, let's start with you. Your thoughts on today's game?
2: Oh, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, Lots of holes in the team in that first half. And then, obviously, Antonio changed it to uh, just two up front. And we just looked at a different team. And I think with commentary as well, um, I was listening to kind of what they were saying and then visually looking at the game. And I kind of, I was going, there's so many holes in the midfield and we're just getting overrun. Just people coming into midfield, the two that we had. And I was saying, look, put somebody else in midfield. Come on, fill the gaps. And I think today, two up front was how we should have played from the start. I think Antonio saw that, obviously, after 55 minutes. And then the the game transformed. We were just, I didn't think we'd lose and I thought Leicester were a shit team I know they were saying oh yeah first half we played brilliant but I didn't really see that I just felt we gave them too much time on the ball we were sloppy in possession in that first half again and wing backs as well I was like going what's going on here and then we went into that two up front all of a sudden the game changed Game of two halves like Gareth said
0: Absolutely. I know it wasn't perfect, but it's another win. And as I said earlier, we remain... They just like the six teams. goals. <laughs> level level one points with the champions, Manchester City. Um, Dan, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on today's game.
1: Um, I, I reminded me of the old Tottenham from 10 years ago. We'd get a goal against... Try and come back to the first half. And then the second half, I felt finally we'd come out of first year. Especially when song. I've Been waiting all season for us to come out of... First game, finally Son come on. He was obliterating everyone. Bentacor was on the score sheet. It just looked like things started kicking about that.
0: Gareth, let's come to you. Get your thoughts on today's game.
3: It's kind of like Richard said. It was, it was like first half. It's 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 a first half we've seen so many times this season. Like I I was really really frustrated at half halftime because. It's Leicester, the the, the the goals left, or, the, the chances Leicester were giving us were criminal. Like at, at that level of football, they they, gave us, they gifted us two or three goals today. Um, but it was the, sort of the last 15 minutes of the second half, we were under so much pressure. Um, but it seems to be a common theme, and it's, it's, it's going to come to a point where, as if by design, or are we just getting lucky? Or but when you have players like Son on the bench, it can change a game. Yeah, but I've
2: always said, no, what we said uh, though, uh, the uh, weapons that we've got on the bench are going to be key to us winning big games. I think we're right,
3: we're class, world class players won games, big, big players affect big moments. Um, and and I mean, Leicester, I don't think Leicester were bad going forward, Leicester caused us a lot of problems. We made we made a very bad mistake for the goal, which I'm sure we'll talk about the first goal. Um, but but if we had them done the half time three or four, two down, we couldn't have complained. Um, but but second half. I mean, I've I've been saying for weeks it's very very difficult. They play two against three in midfield. You have to have two really really top players. They to get away a lot. Javier and Bendiker are they're they are I mean, you can't question their effort, their commitment, their work rate. But quality wise, they're not they're not world class midfielders. So what what's happening in these games? And you have to, you have to understand that these these teams are playing. They're not bad. There's there's very very few teams that are poor in the Premier League. It's not like you're playing teams in Spain or Germany; you can get away with it. Bayern Munich are beating teams eight, nine, ten. Some weeks you rarely see massive scorelines in the Premier League. Granted, we won six two today, but you you don't see it too often. Um, you know, Man City won three 0 today. They drew one one each with Aston Villa a couple weeks ago. So so, and they're the, and they're supposed to be the best team in the league. So R two against most teams three. It's very very difficult. But I've been crying out for for weeks. We brought Basuma on today. Um, and and all of a sudden we got control of the game, and I think that's what needs to happen. You know, you, there might be some some games you'll get away with it, but for me at the moment our, our wing backs don't give us enough, so I would rather play the three in midfield and let Kane and Song go up top or Kanan McCharleson and rotate it around. But the only the only the only question is, where does Kulisveski play in? Who I thought was I thought Kulisveski was really really good today, but that's a problem, yeah. Conte's got. So it's 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 a nice problem they have. But yeah. there's a clear problem in these first halves where we're getting outnumbered. And against the better teams, it'll show. You can't play like that against Man City, um, Liverpool, Chelsea's, Arsenal. You'll be out of the game.
0: Let's talk about the uh, the starting eleven because, of course, as I said earlier, Antonio Conte made four changes to the starting eleven that lost at Sporting on Tuesday in the Champions League. Um, Sessegnon, Sanchez, Lengley and um all coming in. Um, Emerson Royale, uh, Romero, Davis, and Son um, all dropping out. Um, now, I tweeted um, the second I saw the team. I said, "Son rotated, not dropped." I didn't use the word <laughs> dropped. I know <laughs> a lot of pe- a lot of people replied and said, "No, Chris, he's been dropped." But I prefer rotated because, personally, for me, I didn't want to see Hoon Min Son out of the team because I think that Hoon Min Son has scored that hat trick today because of his quality, not because he's sitting on the bench. Um, I know he's a real quality player and we know that he can deliver. Um, so, the full starting eleven: you got a recent goal. The back three of Sanchez, Dyer, Lengley. The fullback back Sessignon, Perisic. In the centre of midfield, Benzincur and Hojbjerg. And the forward three, of Kuliszewski, Kane and Marshalasen. Subs, Forster, Romero, Tanganga, Royale, Doherty, Skip, Basuma, Brian Hill and Hunmin Song. Um, Rich, let's start with you. Um, what did you think when the uh, when team lineup came out? Yeah,
2: surprise? it was surprised? I was obviously a little bit um, surprised about Romero not being the starting liner, but I I know obviously that possibly 30 minutes is what he had in his legs. And obviously Davidson Sanchez had a bit of a a nightmare today, really. He was like, how could could you give away a penalty? And then he, he he, (laughs) he fouled three times before he gave that penalty away. And then he hits the post to try and redeem himself. But he needed pulling off. He was like, I don't know what was wrong with him today. I've noticed over the last couple of couple of uh, weeks that when he played he'd look more confident on the ball. But today, no chance. Like literally it was there was a mistake in him all the time. And um as far as the other um obviously uh, players that came in, uh, because obviously the Davis injury for one. And I I think balance and we did just didn't look too balanced, I think, with obviously Perisic and uh Sessignan playing. Um I think it was maybe a little bit of a a trial and error today about uh, trying to see if actually Sessignon and Postage could play in the same team and then maybe rotate through the game. Um, But Sessignon...
3: Personally, Richard, I I didn't understand the change from left back to right. I couldn't get my head around that. I don't know why that happened. I'm not sure why he thought that could work.
2: And and the first first two goals were mistakes as well, really. Obviously, uh, Ryan just kind of... That ball coming over, he should have cleared that. It uh, should have been stronger on the ball. And obviously, uh, Davinson Sanchez, he was, yeah, I'm like, <sighs> that was coming. That was back to the Serge Aurier days of when he gets in the box, he's going to give away a penalty.
0: Yeah. Gareth, um, were you surprised when you saw that starting eleven when Min Son benched?
3: I was very surprised because we, like, I'm a big fan of Conte as well. But he's so stubborn. He rarely changes. He, he's got his favourites. He's a he's type of manager. He picks his favourites. Um yeah. so I was surprised to see Sonny drop because he spoke so highly about him. I was very surprised to see Emerson you, you,
0: drop. You, you've used the word dropped.
3: <laughs> well he, well, rotated. But if he's rotated, why is he rotated when we've got an international break? I think he was dropped.
0: Well, well can I ask you, do, do you do you think it is dropped or rotated? No, what, what, term, what term do you want to
3: use? I think it was dropped this week. I think if have had him in middle week, I can see why, but we've had an international break coming up. We've no we've no game for two weeks. I think he was I think he was dropped.
2: No, I think, uh, I think we was just going to use him as an impact player off the a bench like he does uh, with Charleston sometimes. And um, I think it, it, it made Sonny kind of actually go, here's the game. The game's pivotal at the moment. Go and take it for us. And obviously he did. He's a world-class player. I just think the last couple of games, he was think overthinking like the positional play. He was like, the ball was getting stuck under his feet. And yes... He had a couple of chances where it to come off the post or come off the bar. It's been he, a bad on easy. Yeah, today, today, obviously came off off the, off the bench and he could have four or five. Mm. Gareth, well, you mentioned hey.
0: earlier that you didn't. You, you mentioned earlier you didn't understand that Perisic was playing at right wing back. Um You know, no, he's,
3: right, he's a no, no, sorry, I didn't understand why he went on when right wing back and then Perisic was at the left wing back before half time right. and then just after half time I couldn't get my head around that. I don't know why. Right. I don't know why. Because we've seen that last season. Was it Matt Dougherty and uh, Brian Gill? Didn't they play yeah. right wing back and left wing back at one stage? I don't know why he, he did that or why he thought it would work. I don't know. Maybe he sees something in training. I don't know. But I didn't get that at
0: all. He changed it then because he brought Emerson on. So... Gareth, you probably know we have this conversation on this show um every single week, after every single game, about who are the best uh right wing back, left wing back at the club. Who, who's your favourites? Who are the best in your opinion?
3: Well, you said maybe about Solan being retitted. Was was Emerson retitted as well? <laughs> no, I think he was dropped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you I, think? Per-
3: Personally, um I'd like to see Spence have a have a go. Like I, I would, I would like to see Spence have a go. Don't get me wrong; I understand he's a young player, but from what I'm seeing of Doc or Doherty, since he's been at Spurs, um, and and Emerson, who's I don't think Emerson's bad defensively, but going forward, he doesn't give you enough. Um, I would like to see Spence giving a run, but I think the problem you've got is Conte doesn't. It wasn't a Conte signing; it was a club signing, from what I'm reading. So I don't think Conte's you know, gonna. Conte's very loyal. These certain players, we've seen that. Pasuma, I thought Pasuma when he signed
2: would be a guaranteed starter. He's not started. He's only started one game. Um, I think eventually he will do though. I think even even tonight, like you said, when he came off, he like he was in that in that three in midfield. Oh, he was very we awesome. Yeah, he was absolutely.
3: See the last 15 minutes of that game, if it was a boxing match, it would have been stopped. Yeah. He just Spurs. Sure. He they look like he scored seven, eight, nine. Yeah, so for it, sure. was, it was.
2: Yeah, Rich, didn't Gareth, happen, I think.
0: Rich Gareth mentions uh, Jed Spence there.
2: Um, not even on the bench today. Are you surprised by that? Yeah. Um, and obviously Conte said about that. Doherty's is going to be ready after the international break as well, with having those extra few games. Um, for me, I think Jed needs he needs a little bit of confidence. He needs to be on the bench. Um. I don't see the massive difference between him and Emerson Royale, to be honest. Um, I think um, Jed's got the pace. Uh, he's definitely better at crossing the ball. Like even Emerson, when he first came on, he had one, he had one chance to cross the ball, and then he took a touch. And I'm going, fucking hell! Just get the ball in, like first time, get the ball in. You know what You know what
3: that is? You know what When he, when he takes a touch like that, it's a lack of confidence. Yeah. That's why
0: he's an extra touch. It's a lack of confidence. Yeah. So. Dan, Dan, let's come to you if you can hear us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Starting start, start that... an 11, Ant- Antonio Conte made four changes. Were you surprised that Hunmin Son was
1: on the bench today? Firstly, now I know how Ramon Vega feels when he keeps cutting out <laughs> on this show. But um, yeah, I, I was surprised. I was uh, surprised he to see at right back as well. I know he can be versatile. He can play right or left. And um, I was surprised. I was surprised to see Romero bench. And I was also worried when I see Sanchez in the team. And probably as yes, we chat, if you haven't covered it already, a few of the mistakes he made were quite controversial and schoolboyish. You know, you always taught to stay on your feet when you tackle and they didn't. Um, but yeah, I was I was a little bit worried about the changes that were in the team. And I think that showed a little bit in the first, especially the first 15, 20, 25 minutes.
0: Gareth, let's come to you. Let's talk about the, uh, the main game. Um, now, of course, it, we didn't get off to the perfect start. A penalty was awarded. Uh, the penalty was taken. It looked like Hugo Lloris made a fantastic save. Penalty was then retaken. Penalty was then scored. Talk us through that moment. And, uh, you know, me inside the stadium, uh, we get very little footage. We, we, we're told very little inside the stadium. Um, can, you, can, you, can you talk me through the, the penalty incident? Well, well, when I seen him go on the ground, I
3: said, what are you doing? And as soon as he made contact, it was a stonewall penalty. there's uh, was no argument. He, he caught him. It was a penalty. But, I mean, I don't know why he thought he could do that. And this is the problem with Sanchez. We're talking about Son there. Like, class is permanent. We all knew Son would have his come back. The old Sanchez come back tonight. You can't trust him. For every three or four good games, he'll, he'll always have an absolute nightmare. And he was all over the show. We're talking about since Romero come out of the team. See the, the Notting Forest game. I was at the West Ham game. We were absolutely dreadful playing out of the back. Dreadful. As soon as Romero come back in against Fulham, we were a different team. I mean, it, it's it's so important for us if we're going to play football out of the back. Romero needs to be playing. Langley needs That's to be awesome. playing. You know what I mean? Dyer Dyer besides Sanchez is, looks just, just he looks awful. And then as soon as Romero comes on, he looks a different player. So it's mm. for me, Sanchez is never going to work. Don't get me wrong. He's not a bad backup. He's not a bad backup. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, he can't be your starting right centre back, and you seen it today. He dives in, he's reckless. I think it was a show last year, Chris. We were playing. Um, I think it might have been Conte's second game. I can't even remember the team. It was a they were like the lowest ranked team in Europe at the time, and they beat us. And Sanchez had an absolute disaster. I think you were at the game. It was a European League like Mira. I was on. I know, he had Yeah. He took away two awful goals, and I mean that that first goal, it was going to the byline. There was no need to dive in.
0: No.
3: And as Richard said, he had about three or four goals in him, and the last goal was right on the line, and that was a snowball penalty.
0: Well, <laughs> even Conte will tell you, Gareth, that we've come a long way since those days of, of Mira. We're now in the Champions League, <sighs> and we're un- we're unbeaten in the Premier League, getting into these national break. So let's let's keep this positive, right? <laughs> oh, but but that, that,
3: that but that start up with Sanchez was never going to last. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like it, it was a penalty, and then the. I mean, to be honest, right? I thought it was a great save, a penalty. But as soon as yeah. the play, he team wanted to play, it was off his line. Like it was, there was no argument. But the only thing I would say is, there's no consistency with that. I, I've seen more yeah. gate, penalties
2: that that if, if the goalkeeper's done the same thing, yeah. and especially in go, shootouts, especially in ah, shootout and shootouts. are they doing? But also, it's because it's the you know when when the um, the striking player that's striking the ball is the contact of the ball, mm-hmm. where he was right over the ball when he made contact. And that was obviously when Hugo had... So, I think what happened is, Hugo had had anticipated that he'd already made contact, then he moved. But because he was right over the ball, he was slightly ahead of the game. So, his first movement was forward. But it was only like probably three or four inches. Yeah, it it was only a little bit. So, a little bit of your foot has obviously got to be either on the line or. No, or one, one foot one foot, one foot,
3: one foot, one foot has to be on the line. One has two feet. We're off. Like so, if, if you Four, look at it yeah. in the rules, it, 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 it's a right decision. But as I said, I've seen that before, and yeah. that's not been given. So, college, yeah. but, but it almost seems with us, Chris, that we need we need a soccer punch, and then we'll go, and then as soon as we score, we sit, mm. we we like stand off, and then yeah. I don't know what it is. It's it's a strange one, like but. We we're winning games is the main thing but it hasn't been pretty like even though like I didn't think that was a 6-2 like, a 6-2 wasn't really a true reflection of the game but the last 20 minutes we could have scored 6 it was a really really
0: strange yeah. game yeah could, can, I, can I just ask then Gareth um, because there, there were a lot of there, there were a lot of people moaning inside the stadium and gonna, I'll come on to it with the key incidents but I,
3: sorry um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see that obviously we didn't hear that on the TV we heard a wee bit but i just seen your Twitter half time you said it was booze they were it. Uh, yeah. very, obviously, we, did, we didn't play well. The last the last 15 minutes of the first half, we were peppered absolutely mm-hmm. peppered. We couldn't string two passes together. Every time the ball went on, they were Charleston or came, we lost it. Dyer was must play some passes. Haubeer mm-hmm. was falling over. Bentaker was taking bad touches. The whole team was poor. And like, mm-hmm. we needed half time. We needed half time. So maybe that's where it came from.
0: I'll ask you all the same question. We'll, we'll go round. But, you know, how, how do you feel as a Spurs fan right now? The fact that I keep saying, you know, we're level on points with the champions, Manchester City sitting in second place. is only goal difference separating us. Um, a lot of people aren't happy with the type of football uh, that we've been playing, but we are unbeaten. Rich, let's, let's start with you. you. Do you feel happy as a Spurs fan right now? Because I keep saying on these, on these shows week in, week out, when we get out of first gear, yeah. we're going to be frightening.
2: Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And and I think teams are we're going to get teams like Leicester. They're going to play like that, and um, and then we just can turn them over in the second half. Um, I think we, we we're definitely missing something. And like I've mm. said said to you before about that kind of that kind of player that could just sit behind like Harry and Sonny and then kind of dictate the play. So that was a great audition for, obviously, Madison today. So well done for that. See you in January. Um, but I, th- I think for me, it's... Um, you kind of go with expectation of a little bit of anxiety. I'm like, yeah. going, what are you going to actually... The first half of every game this season has not been great. Um, but we've been winning the games. I think Conti's instilled this new grit, this new desire... They're obviously set up a lot better off the ball. But the problem is we're not playing very well when we've got possession. I think that's why the fans are getting a bit pissed. When we've got possession, we're giving it back far too easy. Mm. We've got the weapons on the bench that we asked for um, uh, post-transfer deadline. We've we've got the players in the team that, that can be devastating. But we just need to play to our strengths a little bit better. Yeah.
1: Dan, what what about you? What are your thoughts? What, how are you feeling right now? Yeah, I, I'm buzzing, Chris, if I'm honest with you, because I'm seeing a massive change at Spurs. You know? I've been a Spurs fan since '91, so I am quite young, guys, just so you know, really. And, mm-hmm. um, and, it is, and it's been great to see. We've always been like a heartbreak hot spur. We never get over that final hurdle. Um, I was saying at the start before I got cut off, It usually takes a goal, or it used to take a goal for us to go 1-0 down to start playing. And that's what I'm starting to see, especially in the first half. You never know what you're going to get in the first half, but you do know after half-time, after Kondé spoke to the team, you are going to get a team that's playing for their badge with passion and pride. And that's something we haven't seen in two years since since Potch left. So I am quite buzzing. I think it's going to take two more transfer windows to compete, even for that top two. I do believe there will be an FA Cup this year and maybe third position, though. So, I am, I am quite oh, hopeful. Don't start, don't start, please. Don't, don't start. <laughs> Sorry, Gareth. Yeah. Gareth, you've got to be positive about this. You know, this yeah, is the yeah. best place we've ever been in a long, oh, long no, time. No. Through some dreadful managers, through some dreadful signings that we thought were going to, like, La we yeah. were going to be like our new cam, and they was shocking. And now yeah. we look at our team, we've got competition for places. Conte's not scared to bring off the big players. Give them a rest and bring them on. He's obviously given them confident boosters. Look how Son's come off the bench today and score a hat trick. So I just think it's win win. I just think, like you said, Chris, and I've been saying this as well, when it finally does click, and I felt it started to for the last 15 minutes, out of that first gear, someone's in trouble. And I hope it's on the 1st of October, if I'm honest with you.
0: We, we've got to take the, the real positive, though, Dan, haven't we? Because, yeah, we, you know, like I said earlier, every Spurs fan would have taken us being unbeaten at this stage going into the international break. And as Roy Price writes on screen now, uh, I honestly believe that we haven't clicked yet. Um, but in the second half, I've seen green shoots of us starting to click. Um, we've seen glimpses of us clicking. Um, and, and as I keep saying, when it all does click into place, um, you know, we can we can really uh, bang the goals in and, and us, you know,
1: keep getting the points. Us, as Spurs fans, Chris, what more do we want? We're second, we're joint with the top leaders, we're, we're winning games. Like we said, all right, the performances aren't great at times, but that's going to take time to settle the team anyway. We've got an international break in the World Cup. We won't know really where we're at till sort of January. And when we do, that's when I think we're going to say, right, this is where we're at. And I hope to be invited back on the show when that happens. Absolutely. <laughs> Gareth,
0: come on, Gareth, give me some positivity about the, the seven games in the Premier League so far. Hey, you can't argue
3: with what what Dan's saying there. Like, hundred he percent, hey, he would have talked this at the start of the season. Arsenal have to win them to Go above us. If Arsenal don't win, we're joint top in Man City, separated by a goal difference. I mean, after seven games, who wouldn't have who wouldn't have talked that? Um, but it's just the fact that we, I, I think, bar the Fulham game, and you can probably mm-hmm. include the Champions League games in this, we've played nine games, and I've seen one consistent ninety-minute performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that that is about bit worrying. Like. Um look, it's great that we're winning games. We've got top we, we've we've had this for years, Chris. Even under Mourinho and even under Nuno for this short spell, we didn't play that well, but we could still won games. So it's it's I'm 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 hoping this is just us playing second gear, third gear, and then we can just explode second half of the season. Because I mean if you look at it, after the after national break last year, we put five past Newcastle, four past Villa I think we only we went on. Prior the Brighton game, I think our last nine games we were unbeaten towards the end of the season.
0: Mm-hmm. So
3: like, the, I have to, I it, well, the one thing the one final I will say there's a resilience about this first team. We mm-hmm. haven't lost many games, and mm-hmm. um, we lost it. we sport in Lisbon, we two late goals. But you know, league wise, we haven't lost that many games since sort of ever since mm-hmm. Conte had that right outburst against um, Burnley. You know, um, after the Man City game, um, mm-hmm. it's it's we've been pretty consistent in terms of our are winning or drawing. Um, but the difference this year is them draws have been turned only once. Yeah. So I think only time will tell, Chris. Like Arsenal, Arsenal to me are playing some great football. I hit they said. So I think this is going to be a great test for us. Um, but I've every confidence that we go, could go there and win. I think that that'll be the big test after the international break. Um. We'll we'll come we'll come on to that game later. Yeah, they've, but they've got their weaknesses too, you know. There's there, there's no reason we can't go our one. But we'll talk about later, as You said, but getting back to what, what we are, um for me, i just be a wee bit concerned. We're not playing, we're not playing enough over the 90 months. But yeah, against the better teams, that's what I'm worried about. I mean, the Chelsea game, we were totally outplayed for 60 minutes and stayed in the oh, game. Got, but you know what? Oh, we
0: got point,
3: we got point. All right, exactly. But you know what? For years we've outplayed our teams and, and not won games. So maybe it's time for us to maybe accept that this is the way you have to pick up points when you're not playing well. So I only time will tell, Chris. It really will.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I can't wait to ask you the questions at the end. Richard's now <laughs> <laughs> Rich, let's come to you. Now, when I had um, Lee Chappie, who is a Leicester City YouTuber on the channel yesterday, he said that Leicester's biggest problem all season is when they go and score a goal, literally a minute or two later, they can see the goal. And that is their biggest problem It has been so far this season. Well, of course, it happened. Uh, Three minutes later, Harry Kane equalised 1-1. Kuliszewski with a great cross in. Harry Kane header. Rich, I don't know what it is about Leicester City, but Harry Kane just loves scoring against them.
2: Mm. Yes, he got eighteen as it, and they're like, "That's crazy." <laughs> eighteen. Go- Leicester are flaky. That's their problem. They're useless. Like, I'm just like, they sold the best players, um, and I think Brendan Rodgers is obviously he's, he's trying to stay in his job at the moment, and that might change tomorrow. Um, I think for me, Leicester it was was a, a game that we needed at this point before the uh, international break um, because it showed in that first half that there's still, like Gareth was saying, that we haven't got that consistency. But we've got the weapons. Like I said, I've always said that we you build those weapons on the bench and on the pitch, mm-hmm. we can take down most of the teams in the Premier League. But, but consistency is going to be the key to, obviously, success this season. I think Leicester, Leicester as a team, they're going to really struggle. How many teams are worse than them? Probably Forrest, um, maybe Bournemouth down there. Uh, as well. So I think oh, Leicester come. are going to be fighting for relegation. We're just in a different league. I think I wasn't worried that we were going to lose today. Um but I just I just felt really kind of anxious after the first half performance.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It was a it was a, it, great to to, it was a great time to help Leicester. I think
0: Adaby Rogers
1: sacked like I don't think he so it yeah. was
0: a great time to
3: play that
1: yeah, well. I agree. I
0: agree. Yeah. Dan, let's come to you. Um, now, shortly after Harry Kane equalised for Tottenham, um, Eric Dyer put us 2-1 up. Um, a fantastic Perisic corner headed in by Eric Dyer. I'll tell you what, what week it's been for Eric Dyer. Uh, we'll come on to talk about his England call-up later, but
1: what a fantastic week for him. Do you know what, Chris? Um, I'll be honest with you. Two seasons ago, or a season and a half, I went Dyer gone. Like It was on my list of 15 to get rid of when Mourinho was there. He's probably one of the most improved players, definitely in the back four. Brings a lot of stability to the back four alongside Romero. I love seeing him in the team sheet, you know, what a what header that was as well. Just really good to see. And like you said, the England call up as well. So and, and he's playing that long ball. It reminds me of, you know, when Toby used to play that long ball over the top sometimes for Kane. It seems to link very well. So I'm, I'm really, really happy with him for him to get a goal. On top of that, obviously, we have the new set-piece guy. I've completely forgot his name. But he's obviously brought something to that team because we're scoring from set-pieces and we look dangerous from set-pieces today.
0: Gareth, let's come to you. In the 27th minute, we had the ball in the net again, um, but it got disallowed. Um, it looked like Perisic, um, it, it, he put it in straight from the corner, uh, but it was disallowed for, for a foul um, on Ward from Sanchez. What did you make of that incident, should that goal have stood?
3: It was a really strange one because the referee had seemingly given the goal and then the Leicester players reacted and then he changed his mind. They, for, to me, it was soft. The goal, the goal, their goalkeeper was absolutely dreadful. In fairness, he made he made one good save against Sanchez. Was a good save, but apart from that, he should have saved Sons hat trick. Um, it was a fault for the, the the set. He just come out in no man's land. It, but I've I've seen that goalkeeper over the last seven or eight weeks. He's been very very poor. I think that's I think that's probably one of Leicester's big muscles this season. There must on a massive loss though because he pulled them out of holes left, right, and center. But he, I reckon, he's probably the worst goalkeeper. He, he, the, he was absolutely dreadful. Um, um, as, as Richard said, I think Leicester's on for a tough season. But no, in terms of the goal, I thought it was soft. Um, if, it had, it went, if, it had, if Leicester had it scored a goal and it was disallowed for us, I'd have probably thought we got away with one.
1: Mm. It was
3: just clumsy. Exactly. Um, there's, there's a slight arm, but the goalkeeper sort of commits himself and he, he doesn't get anywhere near the ball. And it just, I think it ricocheted off a Leicester player and done it. But.
0: Mm.
2: Because Sanchez was coming down, uh, it so was, soft, he really yeah. was coming up, so it kind of uh, yeah, it was definitely soft. But mm. obviously, it's a foul in the in the referee's eyes, and the, the keepers always. they right, tell you what, Paris, corners are a different level. They saw him tell you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. I
3: couldn't understand that when when uh, Son and Parisis were playing that Son was taking the corners because mm. like, the Chelsea game, Parisis took the two corners that led to the goal. The first one was the, obviously the hair pull, and the second goal, but there were two bang in the middle. Someone can't beat the first man
0: from the corner. So I don't understand why somebody's hitting the corners anyway. Gareth, um, you working in coaching, what have you made of VAR and refereeing so far this season? Don't, don't talk to me. It's, 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 <laughs> you know,
3: it's, it's... Do you know what? It's getting to the point now where no one complains anymore against you know, because it's happened to every team week on, week out. You know? there's, there's, there's one week a team gets a decision for them. There's another week. A decision, get you no. Know, I think the best thing that happened to referees was the break last week, because there was mm-hmm. so much pressure on them prior to that. Because the week before, I think Dermot Gallagher they done a referee special on Sky Sports News for like an hour. Because there was that, <laughs> that many, there was like five or six in the one on the one weekend. Um, yeah, I think last week the referees probably were happy that there was no football, and obviously this weekend, um, there's so much attention elsewhere, um, than football at the moment, rightly so with what's happening in England. Um so I think after the international break the, the heat will probably come back on. But I mean it's it's getting to the point where they have to do something. I, I know I know Hard I know Howard Webb's coming back now to replace as that Riley. I think I Webb's coming on now in November oh. or December time. He he's taking over instead of um what's his first name again? Riley what is he's the referee in the Premier League?
0: Mike Riley. Mike right,
3: right Mike Riley, So he's he's been he's been he's been he's been um he's he's getting replaced. So maybe you know we'll get something. But I mean I I, I personally see the sky sports ref watch on a Monday, I absolutely love it because Stephen mm-hmm. Warnock absolutely grills Dermot <laughs> Gallagher. So I yeah. think personally for me, I would love to see an X Pro one with the two referees just to give a different opinion. Because yeah. I don't think some of the referees understand the game because some of the decisions over the last few weeks, granted. Some of them decisions have went for us. But, I mean, some of them have been ridiculous. Like you don't really know what's going on. So, I don't think they understand the game. So, yeah. I think definitely going forward, you'll get more consistency if there's an extra pro in there. But they're never going to do that. Like They're never yeah. going to do
2: Because I think sometimes, they have obviously got the laws of the game, but there's still interpretation. So, uh-huh. that's where it's kind of... It's, it's, there's no consistency with that. And if, obviously, the VR team change... You've got the, the, the inconsistency of that. And that's what's really annoying the fans and the referees as well, because the referees aren't able to referee the whole game because certain decisions are kind of getting referred to the monitors and oh
0: mm-hmm. But Richard I do you know what I thought was a big shame today when Hunmin son scored the hat-trick and, of course, we had to wait for VAR? Yeah, that yeah. stadium would have been so different today yeah. with his third goal, um, having not had all of the stopping for, for the checks. It would have been completely different. Um, you know, obviously, yes. it's fantastic. I watched, yeah. the game. I,
3: I watched the game live and yeah. my initial reaction was he's onside. It was yeah. so clear to me he was onside. I looked at it once, it was onside. It was a really, really poor decision. Yeah, um, and and that's and I think that's I think that's what the problem was, you know, it wasn't tight, it was so clear, it was about two yards on site, one look but, at yeah. it on
1: site. But guys, you can accept human error, and we always used to say our oh, ref gets a human error, but you've got so many cameras, you can zip things, you can put lines in, how are these mistakes happening? It's absolutely shocking really. They're just not doing their job properly and they need to be held accountable, it's not good enough. And like you said, Chris, I was sitting here buzzing, my phone was going off, oh it's not a goal, it is a goal. And obviously you can't celebrate case, you? you don't know what to do. And then you yeah. celebrate and everyone's texting your eyes oh, offside and you're deflated. It's doing my nutty. if I'm honest with you.
0: Yeah, it is frustrating. Um, and I think the, uh, the VAR and referees have been very poor um, so far this season. And something needs to change and it does need to improve. Um, Rich, let's come to you. Um, in the 29th minute, Leicester had a chance. Daka run clear. He shot straight at Hugo Lloris. Um, Leicester did have a number of opportunities in that game, didn't they?
2: Yes, but so did we. So did we, when, and like Gareth was saying, that last, like, 15 minutes, we could have had six or seven in the last 15 minutes, we were overrunning them. And yes, they had to obviously uh, push on for the game. I, th- I Again, it's just, I think the midfield was a real key area in that first half, and just having the two players, who were overran. And because the because of how we play with the three up top, And yes, yes, Richarlison was trying to press the ball. But I think it was just the disconnect between the two. I think um, if we'd have had another player within that um, formation that sat and helped Mm. the the two midfielders, we'd have had a lot more possession. And then also, confidence-wise, the wing-backs would have been able to commit more. Mm. I, I think the... The, the problem was at that stage was that they were controlling the ball so well, the crowd was getting pissy as well. You could hear it through the TV screen. that You could you could hear the sound of the crowd going, what is going on here? We're at home and Leicester kind of playing us off the park. Mm.
0: Conte was very animated down uh, at yeah. the touchline. He, he, he wasn't happy for most of that first half. Um, Dan, let's come to you. Um, in the 31st minute, um, Session, um played... Uh quite a fast ball to Harry Kane. Um it, it hit him, rebounded off. Rashaleson tried a an overhead
1: kick uh which was blocked. What did you make of Richarlison's performance uh today? Do you know what, Chris? When we when we when to talk about us signing him, I was thinking, oh, I don't really want him. I'm so glad we got him. He's a menace, yes, isn't please. he? And he's a menace. I mean, yeah. he gets involved, he gets in holes. I think he's trying a bit too hard at times, and I think some things are not coming off like these flicks and overhead kicks. And I think he has got goals in him. It's just going to, you know, as we've seen in the Champions League, it's just going to take time to click. But how good is it to have him menacing up the top, pressing, putting that little bit of aggression in? He's an upgraded Demela in my eyes, I think. I just think he's... And he scores goals. So I like it.
3: And he stays fun.
1: And (laughs) I think (laughs) think he's better than that, man. (laughs) Um.
0: Gareth, let's come to you. In the 34th minute, um, the ball fizzed um, past Tottenham's six-yard box from across. Um, A Leicester um, shot went close. One went over the bar. Um, You could see that the Spurs fans, as Rich rightly said there, the Spurs fans were getting a bit aggy. Um, You know, not very happy with Leicester having so much of the ball. Um, Another long-range shot from Leicester in the 38th minute. And then, of course, came the equaliser for 2-2 in the 41st minute. Cross came in. Madison, what a finish. Um, First time, hit it. Top goal, uh, top corner. Hugo Lloris, no chance. What did you make of that uh, goal that Madison scored?
3: Well, it was a a quality finish. I mean, you can't take anything away from the finish. Um, Soft from Session, again, I mean, we should never have lost that header. I mean, it was a mess before that in I can't remember what happened, but I just remember it was so messy. And then, that that whole that fifteen minutes before before half time, we said thirty first month. So it was around thirty 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 first month. The bit of halftime muscle, we were all over the show. We couldn't string a pass together. We were under under so much pressure against an average Leicester team, which is the mm-hmm. problem. And we've seen it this. We've seen it so many times this season. The Wolves, the Wolves game, dreadful. Doesn't have a shot on target in the first half. Second half, absolutely. Battered them, could have scored five or six. Fulham game. Brilliant to be fair, Bath or them could have scored loads of goals. Um, and the day against somewhere, even though we scored two goals first half, um, it, it was poor. Um, but the second half again, we could have scored six, seven. So it's 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 like yin and yang, Chris. The minute we're hot and cold, Tottenham Hotspur, mm-hmm. it's that's it's, it's there's so much potential there. That that's just, mm-hmm. that's what the frustrating thing. Not so much that like, I, I think I don't think we're a bad side. I think we're just. We're playing within ourselves at times, and then once we get a rocket at half time from Conte, or once he brings yep. a sub ball all of a sudden it just it goes it goes from it goes from one or the ten to ten or the ten, and like we're, I mean, as I said, to you, if that that last ten minutes Leicester were on the floor, I mean, it was a box on my have stopped. It was just constant. Yeah. As soon as we played, we, and we were playing the same thing happened against Wolves. Second half against Wolves, I thought we were unbelievable. We were playing one on two touch football. First mm-hmm. half of the day, first half of our games, we're taking four or five touches. We're playing slow out of the back. Mm-hmm. We're hitting it long. It's, it's so strange. I don't know. Like Conte's probably turning his hair because he he's obviously not doing this by design. Surely he's not. He's not sending the team out to play this way first half and then second half. But I don't know what it is at the moment. We're just, we're so up and down. You don't know what to expect. Even the yeah, I was awesome. confident I was confident mm-hmm. we were going to be at Leicester, but. And I even said, if we get half halftime here two-two, I fancy a second half to come out one-three or four-two. <laughs> but you can't play as you as he's, as he's seen in the Champions League on it, um, and like the first game against Marseille, that was tight. That was a really tight game, and they got that red card. If they didn't get that red card, I mean that that could have been even tighter. So you know, against the better better teams and the better opposition, you gotta be playing for more than forty-five minutes, and that fifteen minutes before half time scares me. It scares yeah. me going forward because if we have a fifteen minutes like that against Arsenal, we could be 3 0 down and it's game over. Mm. I so, think the yeah. wing
2: I think wing backs hasn't really worked for Conte mm. with the with the uh, players that we've got in the team so far. No, obviously. Richard, I agree.
3: I agree. Conte's system's all about wing backs, but yeah. we haven't got the quality We haven't no. got the quality there. We don't like our, our qualities up front, our qualities are are, are fun free. Yeah. And I think yeah. you know, personally, like I know, I know he probably won't do it. I'd love to see. I'd this to see today Kane, Son, Richardson, and Kulusevski in the team because Leicester yeah. are awful at the back. Six today the they conceded against us. Five against Brighton. Four yeah. against Arsenal. They can't stop conceding
0: goals. What, what do you think it is, Rich, about this this fixture? Spurs Leicester. There is always drama. There is always so many goals over the years in the Premier League. Like mental scoreline six two yeah. today. Who would have predicted it?
2: Yeah, no, well. I don't know, but we we spoke about before, haven't we? That at some point a team's going to get a real hide in from us, and mm-hmm. it was in the second half today. It was the first half was just, I think consistency is key. We haven't got that at the moment. <clears throat> Maybe confidence in the system again. We haven't got that at the moment um, because the wing backs that we've got are average, apart from Perisic, um, and and that is the problem. If if you're saying that you wanted to kind of push up the league from fourth to third, second, or whatever you, however you think the team should should finish. But we haven't got wing-backs that enable us to finish in those positions. That's why we still need to upgrade. And obviously, Conte didn't get the players that he wanted in those positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're probably still that, that midfielder light. But we've done so well with, obviously, the first seven games. You look at, obviously... Expectation. Um, yes, we were going to push on, but would you would you have thought that we'd have only we haven't lost a game. We've drawn two, we've won the, won the rest, and we're starting yeah. to show some of that stardust that obviously Conte is sprinkling over the team. And you, actually, when we were when we were going through the gears, and, and Sonny's obviously going through the middle, which I think is key for us. When Sonny goes through the middle. Terrifying. Like mm. no centre back wants to be against Sonny one on one. Um, just is so quick. When he's confident, it's left and right foot. He's it's not head down, he's head up, he's not even looking at the ball when he's dribbling with it. Frightening. So when he when his confidence gets back, and obviously today's really built built on that, yeah, we will be frightening, but there's still pieces of the jigsaw we need to rich
1: do you think that it's because the right and left back the positions for the competition for them places the players are just average so if you look at all the other positions everyone's good or on the level being excellent or world class but the right and left back everyone's just average or we've got youngsters coming in that we're not even sure about yet yeah for sure
2: and perisic is obviously a lot better going (laughs) forwards uh obviously quality from uh from his crossing is unbelievable and i think that's (laughs) that's that's definitely uh, better uh, in the system that we're playing at the moment. It's just defensively. Mm-hmm. I think also, if we play five across the midfield, mm-hmm. um, if those so-called wing-backs or whoever goes into that five move forwards, then Benzink or Hoiberg can drop in and obviously help kind mm-hmm. of defend a little bit. But I think, yeah, the wing-backs just, for me, I just look at them and go, is Doherty like a top top three right-back? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, no. no. I would well, have, have got rid of him in the summer, to be honest. Yeah. And and even Emerson, I'm like, I'm, I'm, every every week I moan about him, I go, he's just not good enough. Not good enough for me. If you've got be second in the league, he isn't anywhere near the not, team. I, think, I think
3: Emerson's playing because he's defensive. He can, he can, he's not yes, a bad and defender. It's I don't, it's I don't think he's on, on the ball going forward. He's, he's, not, he's not at the level. The yeah. problem, problem with Spencer's, if Spencer isn't going to play, because mm. like, after the result in the Champions League it's going to be hard work you know, we're not going to get to the game, side game and we're going to be qualified we're going to have to go right to the end now because we want to finish first in the Champions League group so we're probably going to have to win the other four games the League Cup we're playing Forest away that's not going to be an easy game so where's Spence going to play if he's not going to play I, been go I, it's there, it would be
2: better going
3: out but even <laughs> at that if he plays one game there or one game in the FA Cup it would been better going out in London, because he's sitting on the bench all year Mm. This is the problem you have. Same with Brian Gill. He's been he's been left to stay here. Mm. He if he's not going to play, like it's obvious Conte won't won't play him, um because he probably doesn't trust him he, and anyway, he's not physical enough probably for Premier League. So he's well letting him go. I know I know there's a, there's obviously a point where we we might get injuries, but we've got yeah. three r- right wing backs. So Con- I think I think Spence needs both of them to get injured to play. So I think that's highly unlikely. And even at that, it wouldn't surprise me if he played Paris he's there. And then switch somewhere left back, so I think mm. he's probably fourth choice right wing back, mm. and that's disappointing because I mean I, I really I, I like the look of Spence. I think he could be a top player.
1: Yeah, he needs nurturing though, don't he? So that's the yeah. problem, and that's what worries me. I think Sesayon's the same. They both need nurturing. And me and Chris were uh, under 21s Chris were under the 23s whatever it's called. Yeah. The other week, twenty one. We're both saying We missed the reserves, you know, where they could have gone out and got the regular games at the reserves because yeah. that's what's needed for Brian Gill, you know, and people like that to be kicked a little bit and then to come back and sort of build themselves up and their confidence. Because sitting on the bench doing nothing, not getting the game any minutes, is doing their confidence no good at all. Or for do going on for seven...
3: Spence, do you not think Spencer's ready though? Like I a terrorized a terrorized team was in the FA Cup last year. He's big, strong, physical it come on against Nottingham Forest, and there was one one moment he absolutely exploded through the middle of the pitch. And I think mm. the pass went. I think it was Rochars, and he played it the wrong way. Like he, think- looks, he looks, he looks, like he can handle. If,
0: if, if he was ready, Gareth,
3: then uh, Conte would put him in the squad.
0: So he's clearly not. I
3: don't yeah. know why this man Conte trusts he trusts certain players over ours,
0: but we all would. We we all do. We all do that as fans, don't we?
3: But mm. the. Also, the so is bacemo not really because he
0: he's not been playing either but i, but, I mean but we, i think but, but we as fans don't see what antonio conte or whoever is the manager you know we don't see the training we don't see uh what they are being told and what's expected of them and are they delivering because you know of what course. i think is so interesting um is antonio conte on the touchline he's literally uh trying to pass that ball you know trying to instruct every single player to do exactly what he wants. You know, he, it's like he's playing a game of saying, look, you go there, then there, then there, then there. And he, and, and he wants them to follow exactly yeah. what he's but, saying. That's uh,
2: why he's so good at That's, that's why, why he's conducting, why he's conducting the team. That's why and he
3: feels he, 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 all- he has to do that because he doesn't trust certain players. Because if he, if he was totally confident in them, it would be... Doing, see, Pep, Pep sits there most of the game because... He's got the the players are doing exactly what he wants. Mm-hmm. Where I think Conte, he feels he has the he has to keep them on on their toes, so he doesn't fully think, trust them. to carry I out think, their duties.
0: I think there's some managers that perhaps would give more chances to players than others, and I think that Conte is clearly a manager that wants to win now. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to, uh, you know, win in six months' time. He wants to win now, and that is very evident with what we've seen, you know, in the Premier League table with us being joint top with Manchester City, although we haven't even played well yet. And that's why I think that, you know, we've got the exciting times coming up this season and hopefully we can achieve something. Um, Dan, let's come... We'll come back to you in a minute, Gareth. Um, Dan, let's come to you. Um, In the 43rd minute, um, we hit the crossbar. Uh, A minute later, Leicester City had uh, another chance. Then, as I said earlier, at half-time, we went in 2-2, a few boos from the Tottenham Hotspur fans. There were some fans very unhappy with our performance. Leicester had a few chances. But of course, uh, two minutes after the break in the 47th minute, Benton Kerr um, picking up the ball. Uh, great finish from him. His first uh, Tottenham Hotspur uh, goal. Um, what did you make of, uh, of Benton Kerr's performance today and what have you made of him overall uh, since signing him
1: back in January? Do You know what, Chris? I'm not going to lie to you. When we first signed Kudajewski and Benton Kerr, I didn't have a clue who they were um my boy mother see when i found them on fifa and showed me who they were and said, oh. <laughs> i was like thanks and having a look. But you know what? They've been, they've been the making of us. they bring they brought so much change. Bentecourt reminds me of a better... Do you remember Adele Tabat? I think I'm saying his name right. Went to QPR. It Reminds me of a yep. better him. And I think, this is my opinion, I've slated on Twitter a few times for this. I think you should play him as the cam role. Because that guy can find a pass. He can pass through the eye of a needle. He breaks up play and passes so well. It's great to see him get a goal today. And I just think he is, a, he is a player that we need at Spurs. You know, he just does. Do you remember like Dembele he used to just move the ball slow and then just skill it round people. You think, how the hell did you just do that? Well, that's what he does. Everything seems so casual. Everything seems so relaxed. And I just really rate him as a player. And he's missed when he's not playing, he isn't
0: Gareth, let's come to you. In the 50th minute, uh, pierre mihoy teed up Harry Kane, shot over the bar. Uh, five minutes later, Emerson Royale come on uh, for Ivan Perisic. What did you make of that change?
3: <laughs> Did you see that
0: comment? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, the, uh, the the change was um, it brought Torbjörk, it brought Bissimo, wasn't it for Kolaszewski? Mm. What was the change again, Chris?
0: It was uh, uh, Royale. Emerson Royale on. This is the first change in the fifty fifth minute. Emerson yes, Royale right. on, Perisic off.
3: I I I, I think that was rota- rotation,
0: just Chris. Fair enough. Let's move on. No,
3: no I think, no, I think, um, I think we were getting, we were, getting, we were going on about Emerson there. I think, I think the, the frustration we why Spence, why I'm above for sure that Spence isn't playing is because I don't think Emerson's doing that well. It's not like I'm saying Scarlett should be playing when we've got Harry Kane and so on. That's sort let, of where I'm let, where getting
0: with. Let me just ask you, let me just ask you, Gareth, because in the press conference a couple of days ago, Antonio Conte was asked about uh, Emerson Royale. And a lot of fans are very frustrated with his performances, particularly uh, at Sporting on Tuesday. Antonio Conte even said, I think he's improved. I like him. Uh, He could have scored three goals on Tuesday. Um, What have you made of Emerson Royale? Do you think he has improved since last season? Definitely improved.
3: But Conte does what every manager would do. He's backing his player on the media. I guarantee he's having a different conversation behind, behind a closed door because it's obvious your eyes don't lie but if Conte had to come out and says, totally agree, he's been terrible, you lose the player right away. You lose him and you, and you risk the friction and change him because Emerson's close with Richarlison. He's close with Lucas Moura. So he's, he's being smart and he's using his experience there 100%. I mean, I, when I read that, I knew right away what he was doing. He, I don't think he believes that he's doing that. He's, he's definitely improved 100%. From the player we've seen under Nani now, he's definitely improved. I think defensively, he does a job for you. Definitely, I don't. I I don't really think. I think defensively, out of him and Doherty. It's night and day. He's a far better defender than Doherty. Um, I think even Parasites today. Parasites was decent, but defensively as well, he does. He's not. He's more of an attacking player. Um, so I think that's why Conte trusts him because he, he can do a job defensively. I think that's why he plays so much. But as you say, it might have been a better rotation today. Maybe he was trying something different with Parasites at right wing back. <laughs> And and Session Young at that a left wing back. But then like he switched them over before halftime and after half time. So sometimes you would contact, you just don't know what you're gonna get. Um he does he does do these things from time to time and you wonder why, but whilst the team once it'll it'll most important final first team football is one of the matches, performances or secondary. A Spurs played like this all season and won every game, no one will care. No one will care. Yeah. And that's and yeah. that's the way it is. but um no the the, the cha- I thought today the changes were good. I thought every change was positive, um, and even seeing when people were saying about Basima coming on and Kulis Vessi coming off, I think that was more of a, a tactical. They get they get control of the game, and I brought okay. the, the Son for that for that for that. I mean, Song was absolutely excellent, and Kane and Son playing together has worked for a long time. And the fact they were playing as a two, they
0: were so close together. Well, we're nearly an hour in. We've not even mentioned Son's goals yet. Um, Rich, very quickly, let's talk a little bit about Hugo Lloris because I think he has been in superb form these last couple of games. Um, I know, obviously, we lost in the Champions League on Tuesday, but he made a number of uh, fantastic saves on Tuesday night in the Champions League. But in the 58th minute, uh, a header towards goal. Hugo Lloris with a great save. Um, he's been in fine form, hasn't
2: he? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, somebody that takes that captain's armband really seriously. Um Leading from obviously with his performances key, um, and also that resilient side of the team as well. I think, um, he's he's demanding that from the back. Um, I think his dist- distribution's been better this season. Um, and obviously, shot stopping is world class, clearly. Um, mm. and also consistent. Um, I'm, I'm touching wood here, and um, he's not actually had a ricket this season, which is great. Uh, where some Hugo. keepers have had a, have a couple of rickets, which um, which has affected their confidence. I think Hugo's starting to feel a little bit more confident with the three in front of him. I think Sanchez, uh, when he's out of the team, it's more consistent, uh, especially on the ball. I think when Sanchez has got the ball, it seems to come back to him a lot more often and in more tricky situations. Where I think Romero, Dyer definitely are controlling the, the back three. Uh, Hugo's clearly um, committed to the the, uh, the venture and he wants to be part of the success of Spurs moving forward.
0: Well, in the 59th minute, um, Romero and Son come on. Sanchez and Richarlison went off. Uh, Hunmin Son um, obviously got a, a, a big round of applause from everybody at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Everybody wanted to see him. Uh, a minute later, Leicester went close again. In the 69th minute, uh, Harvey Barnes um, headed over the bar from a cross. Uh, a minute later, Basuma come on, Kudashevsky went off. And then in the 73rd minute, Dan, let's come to you. Hunmin Son scored his first goal of the season. Uh, talk us through this goal because uh, I tell you what, Hunmin Son, his finishing today I thought was absolutely superb. And uh, it was just such a wonderful moment. It was like a sigh of relief for... Every fan. I even jumped. I don't normally jump the way I did today, but I tell you what, I jumped out of my seat when Hun Min Son got that first goal for, for him and, and Tottenham's fourth. Um, an unbelievable moment for our South Korean star. Well,
1: Chris, I was. I'm not going to last on the toilet when we scored. So I'm not gonna <laughs> 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 I had some dodgy before Gary it, I had some dodgy of them um, spicy chicken nuggets the other night. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I went upstairs, and my boy went mad. And I was like, "What's up?" And he he showed me it on on video. Thank God. And um, but what I, what I mean, one thing I would say, uh, Sonny. I mean, I would never see Sonny as an impact player, and I never thought he'd be dropped from Spurs. But I think it's time the world are good to get dropped, pushed back in the team, and it's just showing his confidence come through to say, "I've still got it. Here I am." What a strike! World class. To be fair, every goal he scored was world class today, wasn't it? Top draw. Like, I was just looking in amazement at him. And he was smiling the whole time. And that smile hasn't lost my face all, like, since, since the end of that game because he just come on and just showed how classy he was with him.
0: It's funny, actually, because inside the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, as I, as I mentioned a couple of times already, at half-time there were some fans booing, very yeah. unhappy about our performance. And then when we went 4-2 up, Hunmin Son obviously got his first goal of the season, Tottenham's fourth. Three minutes later, that is when all of the Spurs um, crowd were singing Antonio. Um, so it was like a, com- a complete contrast of uh, of moods and and people's feelings between the, the club
1: and the team. I, I didn't hear the boos on the TV. I, they must have drowned them out a little bit because so I couldn't really hear the boos on the TV at half-time. But I did hear yeah. the Antonios chanting after Sonny's goal.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely moment because the fans yeah. absolutely love Antonio. Um, in the 79th minute, excellent work from Harry Kane. Uh, Benton shot saved by the goalkeeper. A minute later, Hunmin to Romero missed from like yards out. Gareth, oh. how on earth did Christian Romero miss? I, I don't know,
3: like, I, I was just happy it was offside for him because it was uh, he, I think he put his, his shirt over his head because he couldn't believe he must have. But that Romero is an absolute animal. He, he, when he came on, we looked so mm-hmm. secure at the back again, mm-hmm. like, you were like. We talk about important players in the team. Yeah. I think he's right up there. If he, he is, is playing, we're a far better team. We can play to the back. 1v1. I know he had that mistake against Mujovic, but for 80 minutes, Mujovic never had a snuff. We, right. He's been, he's been terrorising teams this year. He terrorised Van Dijk. Um, I have no doubt, Haaland's Halland, unbelievable, that if there's any centre-back, I would, I would have up that can stop him. It would be him. So I'm just hoping we play yeah. Man City Romero's foot. Yes. Always, Davids and Sanchez is going to be pulled apart. Um, but we'll talk about that already. But the must, um, to be honest, it's irrelevant now. But look, I would a away. He was up there. I'm not sure why he was up there. He, he was like centre forward at the time. But um, <laughs> I, I would if he misses if he misses, if he one a week like the out there, and we keep playing sheets, I'll be happy because mm. he is a top top defender. Other than, I mean, the team lineup was the only that was the only one I was disappointed with. Yes, you, couldn't we, you couldn't argue. We couldn't argue. with saw him being rotated, uh, um, but
0: that's rotated definitely.
3: Uh yeah. definitely rotated, and Emerson being rotated, obviously. Um, <laughs> but but Romero obviously he's not. It he, he just come back from an injury. You're just hoping Romero. No, I mean I don't know. Has he been? Has he been announced in the Argentina squad?
0: I really hope he doesn't go to Argentina because he's definitely not fully fit. Or is <laughs> he? He would have played today. <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? No, no, no Spurs fans ever want a lot of the players to go off on international duty to uh, you know, get injured because we, we want to keep them in cotton wool, especially because the North London derby is our next Premier League game. Oh, um, my. Gareth, let, Gareth, let's stay with you. In the 84th minute, Hunmin Son got his second and Tottenham's fifth. What a goal this was, and this time assisted by Harry Kane. And, uh,
1: talk board. me through the
0: goal. And, and also talk, talk, talk me through your, your favourite goals from Hunmin Son because I'll tell you what, this this guy um he he seems to deliver all of the time i know he's had a quite difficult start to this season but you know, three goals today um he is up and running again and uh, i know we'll talk about the arsenal game uh, shortly but surely he will be in the starting 11 for that one
3: i hope so <laughs> no hey, um, he is arguably the best player outside the box mm-hmm. at scoring goals in the premier league like, I mean, I was at the Leicester home game last year and he scored a goal with his left foot under the top corner. And I remember another goal away at Leicester about three or four years ago with his left foot outside the box. He's, 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 he's unbelievable with his left foot outside the box. He's such a good finisher. As soon yeah. the second goal, as soon as it left his foot, you knew it was you knew it was on the net. Mm-hmm. Um, and funny enough, the third goal, he probably should put it in the corner, but it's topical. Sonny's he's, he's better when he maybe, I think last year, he outperformed his XG by nine goals. He scores crazy goals. And then maybe one-on-one is not as clinical at times as maybe a hard game. But do you know what? He's the type of player you wish now that we had a game next week because he's a streaky footballer. He can go on runs <laughs> of scoring five, six, seven now in the next three or four games. And then he might go missing for three or four games. But do you know what? Do you accept that? Because he was the reason we got top four second half of the season. He scored... Mm-hmm. So many goals, um, yeah. and for me, like he's he's a I don't care what how many I've said this before, any fans that were 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 being hard on Sonny, it's it just shows you not they react after a few games because class is permanent, and he proved it tonight. Why he's such a world class footballer? I mean, and he's so likable as well. I mean, mm. I had I had all our fans texting me when the when he scored his first goal and said they were delighted for him, and you yeah. seen how you emo- seen how emotionally he was. Because no doubt he's heard, he, he's on social media. No doubt he's heard probably from uh, that some fans have been on his back, some fans have been looking for Bacharos and they play. Um, so I think it was a massive moment for song. Um, and I think that's why he's he, his first goal, he just sort of stood there, doesn't he? He doesn't really go and celebrate with the fans, he just sort of stood there. And I think he's he seen his fist was emotional, but I think yep. it's just a wake up call to the Spurs fans that were so lucky to have a player like song. And we've got, a, and, and I thought again. And I probably it took probably took some of the gloss off Harry Kane because I thought Harry Kane was outstanding again. Thought mm-hmm. he was brilliant. Um, best player in the pitch up until Sonny get the hat trick. His passing, his mm-hmm. hold up play. Um, I mean, if he really lose them 2 or anyone, even one of them two, they'll like, keep being big bar Um, so we just need <laughs> to appreciate them whilst they're here because you know what, they're they're what 29 and 30, they're not gonna be here forever and ever. So we gotta enjoy it now while it lasts.
0: Rich, let's come to you. Um, after Hunmin Son got his second goal in the 84th minute, uh, just a minute later um, he had a chance to score the hat-trick and he dragged it. It was probably the easiest one of the lot and he dragged it. Um, but then a minute later, of course, he got the hat-trick. We all thought it was the hat-trick and then uh, it seemed to be disallowed and then it went to VAR and then uh, he was given the goal and Spurs won 6-2. Um, just uh, just a word on Hunmin Son. and uh, do, do you think that do you think that he would have scored a hat-trick if he had started that game today?
2: Um, in that system, no, I don't think so. I think he would have been pushed out maybe too wide. Um, I like him in that, uh, that system with him and Harry up front. Um, I think, like we were saying before, um, Harry and Sonny have got that kind of telepathy when they're up front together, especially Harry dropping off and then Sonny kind of feeding it through to Harry. Um, I think Sonny's now got his mojo back, and um, that the game today was really important. I think it was very clever Conte um, bringing him off the bench. Um, I think maybe uh, Conte might go back to that that top against the uh, Gunners. Um, I, I, I just I've got a funny feeling that the midfield is going to be really important for us. Uh, and Sonny if I
3: think we've play 3 in my field against Arsenal. I don't think we can afford to play with two.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and I think and I think. Um, Having, having obviously that those three in midfield will give us that that kind of great platform to break. Obviously, like you saw that second half today, Sonny could have had four or five, um, and he's going yeah. to get he's going to get chances, obviously against Arsenal, um, and he's going to take them now because he's, he's, he knows where the back of the net is. Mm-hmm. As we know, the strikers uh, feed off that confidence, um, and the hardest thing in the game is obviously putting it in the back of the net. So, um, Sonny's, Sonny's just kind of got that off his back now. Uh, he's, he's, you could see that first goal, like you were saying, I think that was the weight of expectation by the crowd and himself, the pressure, and he didn't really celebrate because it was like, I've done it, and now I move on. And that's what he did. He literally, after that, he, he hit it, and it was, it was such a great hit in the top corner, and then he, he went, right, I'm gonna. The old son is back. Let's go. And then, like I say, just he ran that game. Man of the match. Thirty minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Happy days. So.
0: How How do you think he would have felt though, Rich, to be on the bench today, Sonny?
2: Yeah, I think you get that fire in your belly though, don't you? As a, as a professional athlete, you kind of mm-hmm. sometimes you've got that adversity uh, to overcome. You need to need to understand that that professional athletes are people. They're emotionally going to say, actually, why am I not starting? Like, and then that yeah. adds pressure to the whole kind of um, environment. And then when you get the you kind of your number kind of called out to go onto onto the pitch, that's then the opportunity. So the, even though the man, manager's kept you out of the starting lineup, he's given you that opportunity to change the game. Uh, and yes. that's what Sunny is, is a game changer, world class finisher. Mm-hmm. Like like Gareth says, like Sonny and probably De Bruyne are the best finishers from outside the box. They mm-hmm. hit the ball true. Like you would say, when Sonny's got that ball at his feet, especially that second goal that hit, I've seen him hit those so many times before, kind of an out to an in, um, in the bottom corner, in the top corner, beautiful finish. It's no surprise now because he does it all the time. And that's why it's so important to the team.
3: Leicester must be sick of Harry and Sonny. Absolutely. <laughs> <great>. <laughs> <Really> <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. Goals. Um, <laughs> just,
0: just want to get all of your I just want to get all of your uh, man of the matches. Um, Gareth, who, who would you give it to?
3: I think you have to give this on, but for me, for 60, 60 70 minutes, Harry, like, and we we're talking about the formation going towards going forward, Arsenal game moving forward. I think playing three in midfield field will free Harry up because it, if there's three in on field, or Arsenal or any other team has to pick up our three midfielders. It allows Harry to drop off, being be a spare man, maybe drag an offender route, leave space for Sean and behind. I think the problem is, when Harry's dropping deep, when we're playing in on field they they've got a spare man. They can pick up. They can pick up Harry. He gets blocked off. So I think, and you have to remember, under Milan, we Conte, they won the league playing three five two. It was like Keaki and Lorotero Martinez up front. So it's it's a it's a formation that he's not he's done he's done before. So it's been we haven't seen it as much. But I think the problem is he's got so many talented wide players at Spurs. He's probably trying to fit them on the system, but it's difficult. Richarlison Richardison and Kulazki haven't done much wrong this season.
1: Mm. But
3: for me, if he's gonna stick with a back three, I think he have to play Kane and Song going forward.
1: Yep. Dan, Dan who would you give your, who would you give a man a match to? Well, the first half, no one. Um at the second start of the second half, I probably would have gone with Harry Kane if I'm with you, even though I thought Benton Court had a really good game. And then I yep. think St- Tom just come on and stole stole the show, didn't he? I mean, for a hat trick in what twenty minutes or whatever <laughs> it was, was unbelievable. So you're gonna have to give it to Sonny, aren't you? Just the way he played. But again, I want to go. I think Hugo had a really good game. I think um, he looks solid, looks confident. And um, Romero, when he come on, he was calm. But for me, it definitely has to be Sonny. What about you, Rich?
2: Yeah, I th- I th- it would have probably gone to um, Hugo if you'd have saved the penalty. Um... Um, but because obviously that kept us really in the in in the game at that point. But obviously that they then scored. Um, but he pulled some great saves out of the bag at key moments in the in in the game. But Sonny came off the bench and obviously transformed not only the game but also the atmosphere for the fans as well. I think when he came on, it was that kind of uplift that the stadium clearly needed because at that point we were kind of. What's going to happen? Are they going to? they're going to score? Are they going to make it three three? Where we need somebody to come off the bench and actually really dominate the game and t- and take the actual game by its horns. Sonny definitely did that. So yes, yeah, Sonny for me.
0: It's very hard to give a man of the match to somebody else. Uh, you know when Hunmin Son has scored a hat trick. So for me, it's got to be Hunmin Son, and I'm just absolutely delighted yeah. for him. Um, another golden boot for Hunmin Son after this hat trick. <laughs> what
3: Thank I do you reckon? You. Right, I'm off at your peril. Right, I'm off at your peril because he's capable yeah. of scoring. On, on, yeah. he could be six goals down with four games to go, and he could have, he could have eight because he's he's so streaky. Like he, he doesn't really, he can go on runs and then he can go quiet and then go on runs. So yeah, I'm just. We're at that. I, would, I, wish, I wish we were, I wish we were playing Arsenal. I wish we were playing Arsenal next week. Fine, we yeah, We
1: we sort of don't want the international break, do we? Because we're on this fire, ready to go. He's on form. We've got an international break. Anything could happen. And then we've got to reset and start again with Arsenal, which is annoying. Dan, let's
0: let's talk about the international break. Um, (laughs) And then we'll finish with uh, the Arsenal preview. Um, International break now for a couple of weeks. And then, of course, we return uh, to Premier League action on Saturday, the 1st of October at the Emirates Stadium against our North London rivals. Um, England have got two games in the next couple of weeks, two games in the Nations League, away Italy uh, on Friday, the 23rd of September. And then at home against Germany on Monday, the 26th of September. Um, and then, of course, England played their first World Cup uh, game on the 21st of November. Uh, that's not that far away now. Um, Eric Dyer has just been called up to the England squad. Um, mm-hmm. Skip, Session, and Spence have all been called up by the England under-21s as well. Um, Danny, are you surprised by the Eric Dyer call-up? And do you
1: think that he will be on the plane uh, to Qatar? Chris, like I said to you, I think I said earlier... A year and a half ago he was on my list to get out of Tottenham and uh, probably one probably the most improved player under Conte, actually, that was left from the squad. Um for yeah. me, he is the best English centre back we have. Um I think in, in the league I, at the moment, let's be honest. He's better than Maguire, he's better than Cody, you know, better than Mings, I think. He's solid, he's doing well, he's keeping his head. So I think yes, why not? Why not? T- you know, he's playing well. When he's in our team, like I said earlier, he's him and Romero are something else together, something else. When you haven't got them in the team, we struggle, as we see with Sanchez coming in today. So I think with a good partnership, he should definitely be on the plane. Gareth, did you expect uh, Dia to be called up?
3: Um uh, Definitely, because I think wasn't it the last squad? Was it the Euros? It was left out. Yeah, yeah. So it said it was the most. It was the most difficult decision they had in the squad because. Mm. He's such a great guy to have around the changing room, and he's been, regardless of his performance for Spurs, I think he was pretty good for England. Um, mm-hmm. In a way, Harry McGuire is probably still in the England squad because he's not been performing well, but he's never let Ian England down. So, no, he was, he was always a player Southgate um, liked. So, I'm not, no, I wasn't surprised they called up. I think the, the only surprise was it, t- it took this long because he's been playing pretty well for mm-hmm. the last seven, eight months. Um, but no, I think he'll definitely stay in the squad now. And, I'd be shocked if he, if he wasn't playing them in the middle of the back three because I think Southgate will play by a back three. And who else would he play in the middle of a back three than someone that's playing it week on, week out? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd be shocked. I think he'll probably play Kyle Walker, um, right wing back. Wow. Um, and I think he'll play Dyer in the middle and possibly Maguire because he likes Maguire. I think he may play Maguire left centre-back. So,
0: Will you be supporting
3: England in the World Cup, Gareth? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, do you mind the last time I was on? I Top G's, they won the Euros and he's got the final. So, um, I think this time, though, it, it's do or die for Southgate. I don't think he'll get away with this time. I think he has to... I think he has to... He has to won. Because the expectations so high. I mean, I think if I'm, if I'm going to get the NR final and lose, not so much that it will be a failure. I just don't think he would survive it because they've been the two of semi-final and two finals and, and lost both flick. But I think in terms of England, they need, they need a, they need a more progressive manager. He's, he, he plays too many oh, defensive nice. players for me. When I watch England, they don't play the football. The players have the, I, I, they can provide so much more. So um, it will be interesting to see what way, what way he um, goes, but he seems to pick the same team quite regularly, doesn't he? He plays with Rice oh. and follow-ups and midfield and he plays with a back five and Sometimes came he's isolated up front, so it's been interesting. But I uh, no, England won't be far away. Definitely won't be far away. Um, but they say I'll be supporting them. Definitely not.
0: <laughs> Rich, what have you made of uh, Eric Dyer's season? Would you, Would you go along with the other guys and say he's the most improved player under Antonio Conte?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I, I agree with the guys before. I think it's um, it's evident that that Conte's got a lot of confidence with Dyer controlling the. The back three. Um, he's um, what? What was I say? I think I think as a as a person, he's got influence on the team as well as as players improved, but also he's got more clarity of his position because obviously in past managers who mm-hmm. play in that defensive midfield role or he play uh, as a left back as a centre back, and I think now he's got Conte saying, look, no, you're playing in this position. And you're kind of in that spine that's really gonna hold up, up the back three. And um, and for me it's really improved the way he communicates the game as well. You can see he's actually communicate communicating through the actual um, the midfield and he's looking for um, that kind of Toby out, out of air, out kind of passes that mm-hmm. kind of do split the split the defence and especially when you've got somebody like Sonny, you're able to do that. Um, definitely definitely improved. I think there's still some some areas where he needs to be more consistent
1: mm.
2: and and obviously getting more goals is one of that and he's, he's started to do that this season.
1: I think he looks fitter as well, doesn't he? He does like, look fitter, yeah, to, for sure. I, I mean, I can't really talk, I'm quite chubby, but he used to look a bit chunky, didn't he, back in the day and when he was playing CBM, he looked lost and now he's finally found that position, as you just said, and he feels like Ooh. he's at home. He's lost some timber, yeah. he looks fit. And he looks like, and he deserves to be in that England team. I'll be honest with you, I don't really follow England, Chris. I'm really sorry. I, I'm more of a club man, which sounds terrible, doesn't it? But I, they just disappoint me all the time, and you know, disappoint all the years through Tottenham, let alone watching England or oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'll be honest with you, I, I will watch watching and support them, but I'm more of a Tottenham man. Well, I, I
0: tell you, Dan, last summer when I went to Wembley against Italy in that in that final, I thought finally I'm going to see a trophy. <laughs> finally, I'm going to see England win a trophy, and it I just seemed. Whenever Spurs and England get that close, it's like it doesn't happen. So I just want to see success. So, you know, obviously wishing England all of the very best in Qatar, but I think it's going to be difficult uh, to win that trophy.
1: Of course it is. Um, it's not you, is it? Uh, it's not you. Uh, yeah, that's so what I was just about so, was to say. Maybe don't go to the last half. Perhaps I should just stay at home. Yeah, so, uh, I've let <laughs> Gary run your show. i uh,
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, to honestly, they should never lost that final. Gareth, no, so no I agree. Them, so defensive when they got that goal. It's oh. Uh, He he
0: must be having nightmares about that final, honestly. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dan, let's start with you um, to talk about the the North London derby, which, of course, is our next Premier League game on the 1st of October. Um, Many reports in the last couple of days are stating that it might be in doubt because of rail strikes, which uh, would be an absolute nightmare, I feel, for Spurs and for Arsenal because, Mm. you know, this this game, um, you know, has to go ahead. Um, in my opinion, if there's rail strikes, then then get people walking or running there or, or drive. Um, just get get this game going ahead. Well, um, Dan, this,
3: sorry. This one over,
0: Chris. over. No, we'll have this one Swim over. Up. No, no, uh, <laughs> no, I don't do swimming. Um, Dan, <laughs> let's let's start with you. Um, what have you
1: made of Arsenal's season so far? Um, and how are you feeling about going into this game? Do you know what, Chris? I've been trying to get fit watching the Arteta show, you know, behind the scenes, the Arsenal documentary. It's quite interesting um, to watch, you know, his light bulb and all that stuff going on. Um, I think, I'll be honest with you, I do think they're they're a bit hit and miss like us actually at times, you know, like saying that they start quite well and then they sometimes sort of fade off. I think Jesus was a good signing for them as what they needed. But two injuries and they're in trouble and I'm hoping that one of them comes into the national break for them and then uh, I am quite worried about that game, though, Chris, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm going to sound really terrible here. I could probably see a draw and then us smashing, smashing them at the lane, which I always love anyway. Um, I could see us drawing with them at the Emirates just because the crowd, they'd be up for it. How do we come back from international break? If we play like we played in the first half today, we're in trouble. And if we have a second half, we've got a chance to come back as long as they don't park that big red bus in front of the goal. Um, but I do think a draw is what we need there. And then a big win at Spurs. You me- you mentioned, let me, let me just stay with you, Dan. You mentioned yeah. the Amazon
0: documentary. Um, yeah, yeah. I've actually watched the whole of the Arsenal Amazon documentary, which might surprise a few people. But yeah, um, I thought the Spurs edition was a lot better. Um, yeah. I thought it was formed a lot better. And I thought it was more in depth as well. But um, Arteta see- seems to have um, some weird and wonderful ways in the dressing room. Like You mentioned yeah. the light bulb moment there. But, of yeah. course, last year, under Nuno Espirito Santo, when they beat us, uh, where we looked lost on the pitch. And I tell you what, I don't want to be going to the Emirates feeling like I did last season because yeah. that was an absolute disaster. Um, but they had the um, club photographer actually do the team talk um, on that day.
1: It Do you was... know what, though, Chris? Do you know what? I know it's nuts, but how much passion did that show from him? I know. And that's one thing that at that time in our club, we lacked. We had no passion. No one was playing for our shirt. We looked terrible. And you was flicking back to Conte earlier, and you were talking about him being animated and, and, and pet not, But that's one thing he demands now, passion and pride for that shirt. And if you watch him, he won't have it. And, and I would hate to be in that dressing room at half time if you've had a bad game. Just forget, yep. folks, and front Booty. you know you're gonna get something coming at you, ain't you? If you're not, he's an angry man. You can see it, and I love it. I think it's great. get it a, a, sure. it a light bulb. Make <laughs> a light bulb from You won't get a light bulb from Godsey? I tell you, I don't know what you get from him. But um, but that documentary it was the Arteta show. I have to agree with you, Chris. Like the Spurs one was more in depth, even though Jose had come in. It was more about the players. You know, Danny Rose, Ericsson dropping tools and going, and then. He had being a rubbish trainer, and then it was more about seeing the insight of Spurs and the build, wasn't it? And the DNA couple trying to come through, but it didn't. I didn't really see that from Arsenal,
0: Gareth. Let's come to you. You're, you're, you're a coach now. Do you, do you have these light bulb mo- moments?
3: Hey, see to be honest, Chris, there's no bad team talk if he won the game, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever he can do to make a team perform. Uh, um, hey, it yeah. was a invent- it was inventive. I mean, we seen the you'll never walk alone thing. I mean, I didn't really get that because you can't put you'll never walk alone on Spotify through speakers and create the same atmosphere that of sixty thousand fans at a stadium. I'm sorry, you just can't do it. Didn't get that. Um he's very passionate. I give him that. And like if he was my manager, I would probably be happy because he like he will leave everything on the pitch. He will do anything they want. Um, kind of like we see with Conte, like you can't doubt Conte's passion. Whereas our manager, we see we Nuno. There's no real fire there. There's no passion there. Um, so oh, um, they, they, I enjoyed the documentary. I loved it because I'm a football fan. I love to see yeah, it. Yeah. It's my favorite documentary, football documentary I've watched with Sundar today. I thought it was absolutely brilliant because I don't know, maybe because it was Netflix. They definitely got, they seem to get more insight. You seem to see more yeah. on, on sight of it. I mean, it was an absolute disaster for Sundar they were, they were, they were having a nightmare all the time. But um, I really enjoyed it. But getting back to Arsenal, Form goes out the one in these games, Chris. As you said, the, the photographer did the team talk in the last game. So, I mean, me or you could walk on that Spurs change room, and if it went the result, we would do the team talk, we would do anything. So, yeah, it, it's it's it really goes out the though. The, the, the one thing to say about these games, it seems over the last few years, home teams seem to do well. They either won or draw. I can't remember the last time in a way, I know Spurs beat them in the cup a few years ago, but the last league away one, I think it might have been the time he beat them 3 2 um, for us, we were That's final down. And I think Arsenal yeah. was result, And I think I was an absolute biner. And think Tammy was our manager. So, like, it's been a long time since mm. we've got an away one. Getting back with Dan saying the Spurs go, go there and do well and get a draw, I don't think that's a bad result. No. So if we go away to all the big teams and get draws um, and won the home games, you're going to be on my chance. So, if you go to... If we lost at Chelsea last year. We got a draw. We lost at O.S. Tam away last year. Got a draw so far. Go to Arsenal. Now, we shouldn't go with a mindset. We should, we, should, we, should be, we should be trying to win. But if we come away with a draw, I'll not be disappointed because, like Dan said, come
0: January when we play them at home, I'll be very confident we'll beat them. What, what is it about Arsenal away and Chelsea away? Because when you look at our stats in Premier League history, it is absolutely atrocious. Rich, with what that. is it about these games? Because, you know, we should be going to Stamford Bridge. We should be going to the Emirates Stadium and winning these games. What is yeah, it maybe, about these locations?
2: I mean, maybe confident. Maybe just the actual um, the occasion gets better, the players. Um, I think we need to, we can't be playing like we did the first half today, or mm. we could be two down at half time. We need to set out a store to be if we're going to play counter attacking, that we are solid, that we, uh, when we've got possession, we utilise a, profession, uh, a p- possession to actually be positive and then hit them on the break. We have, we have got the, the tools to be able to beat Arsenal. Um, I would take a draw for sure. We need to go there to try and win the game um, and start to change the tide. Um, Arsenal can be beaten. Um, I think they've, they've gone on a great, obviously, run. Um, they've showed some frailties around when they are pressurised um, that they can lose. And we've got the tools to be able to do that. But we just need to be more solid and utilise possession better.
0: Can we just talk a little bit about um, who we think will start against Arsenal? Uh, is it a silly question to say, will Hunmin Son be in the starting 11? Rich, let's start with you. No yeah, start.
2: Yeah, for sure. I, th- I, I think he'll go back to. Um, he still might um, play Kulo, but he might play him as a right wing back, maybe. Um, but um, I think he played two up front. Um, I. I, I just that midfield. I think he, he might kind of go to that five across the across the midfield and kind of really kind of pack that, make it really tight. Um, get those wing backs really pushing up front um, and Perisic on the other side.
0: I think this comment here from Jonesy Richarlison, perfect for the North London derby. Couldn't agree more.
1: Dan, who do you expect to see, see in the starting eleven for the um, Emirates game? Well, I hope Sanchez has dropped and Romero comes back in. I think that's a no brainer. I'd like yeah. to see Perichi yeah. start at right back, actually. I think he's done quite well. Keeps Sessi on that left back and then see Dyer. Um, yeah, this is the difficult one. I think this, you can't drop Sonny. You cannot now. After a hat trick, how can you do that? You've got to play him. And then Richardson comes on from, from Kudelski probably about the yeah. 60th minute, as an impact player to menace up. The only problem that worries me—that's a prime time for Richardson to get a red card. That sort of a game, yeah. and whether he can hold yeah. his emotion because he's hot field. You know, I remember he's playing against Everton and for Everton against Liverpool, and uh, I do worry a little bit. So I'd probably bring him on, probably for Kudlacek in in probably the 60th minute. Gareth, what about you with the team selection? I think we'll see a formation
3: change. I think he'll play three-five-two. Yeah, I think on my suit because I think he'll go with Sestian because he's more defensive because Saka yeah. can cause you problems. and I yeah. think Session, Paris, just I think he'll, he'll play Session left-wing back for his piss, and he can maybe he can go man-on-man man with Saka. I think Emerson will come back in as well and play a right-wing back, because, again, he'd be worried about Martinelli. So I think you'll you'll see Romero come back on his foot. So I think you'll see them five across the back. He'll play the three in the middle, and he'll play Kane and so on up top. I think he will. I think you'll see Kane dropping off. And that's funny, Chris, because Arsenal are pretty, I think they're very much a first-half team. They come out of the blocks really quick and then they die because they put so much into the first half. And funny enough, I think we at times were playing with a handbrake on first half, and then we come out second half. So I think it's two completely different styles. Um first goal is crucial. You seen what in that, in that London Derby um back in May when we smashed them 3-0, in case anyone forgets. Um but <laughs> um it was quite an even game, and then we got the we got the we got the goal and Arsenal never recovered. And funny enough. I know they beat Fulham a few weeks ago, but I think that was the first time they come back from behind for, like, in 50 games. They're, they don't recover well when they concede the first goal. So if we can get that first goal, I'll be pretty confident we can, at minimum, get a draw. So um, it'll be interesting, but I think we're going to see a similar... Arsenal probably come out really, really fast, and we have to mm. get through that first 15, 20 minutes, get to half time and then absolutely have them on the break, second half, and, and hopefully it mm. works like so. If we won that, Chris... Uh God God help us. We're gonna be we're gonna be dreaming big. We're gonna be dreaming big for sure.
0: <laughs> well of course they're they're in action tomorrow in the Premier League against Brentford. Um and this is the Premier League table. Spurs currently second um as I mentioned earlier, now played seven, one five, drawn two Lost zero. uh, Goal difference plus 11 with 17 points. Um, Arsenal could actually go into second place uh, with a win at Brentford on Sunday. Um, And that, well, it's going to be an interesting tie anyway, isn't it? The Arsenal v Spurs game in a couple of weeks' time. Um, I'm actually going to go for a 2-1 Spurs win. And I might change my mind on the day of the game. Because, of course, you know, as you alluded to, Gareth, um, you know, form goes out the window. It's a North London derby. It's a very difficult game. Our record at the Emirates Stadium um, is quite poor, or very poor, uh, certainly in Premier League history. Um, but I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. I'm, I'm I'm feeling confident. Um, Gareth, what's your score prediction?
3: Tell you what, that's, I'm absolutely raging. I'll probably miss the game because it's such a strange kickoff off time. Half 12 on a Saturday. Yeah. I can't believe it's yeah. so early. I'll, I, I'll, I'll probably be on my, my, my own match. So I'll probably have to watch the game back. Um, but just on I'll I'll do my score but just on tomorrow that's a tough game for Arsenal Brentford away is going to be tough Ivan Toney is absolutely rapid he's just been called on the England squad I don't think that's a certainty on that game tomorrow that'll be so so tight that'll be a a great game to watch Um, but the Arsenal game um, I think it's going to be so so tight Chris I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw 1-1 Rich what
0: are you going for?
2: (sighs) Oh can I see a win? I'd like to. I'd like to see a as nick it. Um maybe Wait, we, all... we don't
0: want to nick it, we want to batter him, Rich. <laughs> but no, but
2: honestly,
3: you can you can see all the outcomes, you can see Spurs beating them. you can see Spurs losing, you can see yeah. if we can yeah. get a ninety minute if we get a ninety Spurs, well we can definitely beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have not at it all
2: season now, have we? It's like consistency. We talked about falling. Fallen was the only game, really, wasn't it? Yeah, and then we didn't have the full ninety minutes. Um oh, 80, 80, 80, but that's, that's a start. That's a start. Yeah, two all.
1: Two all. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Dan? My heart says three one, but I, I think two all. That's what I think would be a draw, and then we're taking back to the lane and smash them, and I'll be happy. You've all set on the fence. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> you,
0: you, you've, you've made me d- give my two one, and now you've all uh, <laughs> set on the
1: fence. <laughs> Sorry,
2: Chris.
0: <laughs> Well, um, Richard knows this question's coming. Um, Gareth, where do you think Spurs will finish at the end of the season? Oh, God. You know me, Chris, I'm very honest. Me being a football
3: coach, I have to be honest. Um, I think we'll definitely find top four. Um, Champions League, I think we'll we'll definitely get out of the group. And then after that, it's a lottery. The Champions League's a lottery, honestly. The, the best team, I always think. The best team never won the Champions League. Real much, were not the best team <laughs> in that competition last year, and they won it. So... Sometimes it's gonna luck, but I think I think we'll finish top four. Um I think our best chance at trophy will definitely be in League Cup or FA Cup. But again, you need a bit of luck with the draw. You need a bit of luck. gary has been
0: drinking it again. <laughs> you're, you're going top four, Gareth. Uh, Rich, do you want to answer this question again? No. You must be sick of you you must be sick of me asking this question.
2: Yeah, I and I think i should give you the same answer every time. I've said third, haven't I? So I've said third every time. And that's that's I'll probably stick with that at the moment. I see See Man City winning it, Um, and then there's third, and then second might be.
3: Don't don't get me wrong. I think second. I think second, third, fourth, fourth is gonna be serious tight. Five or six points on it. I think Man City will want to run away with. I think we could finish second, third, fourth, or fifth.
2: Yeah. But I think we we'll, we'll definitely there's context context though, Gareth. You can't say all of those. <laughs> oh no, I have had, had this conversation so many times. You just have to uh, say third and just back, back back your decisions. I don't but I don't
3: think I don't think we're seasons before. I don't think Liverpool are the same team they were. No, I think not, it's either. I think it's just one superpower now. I think Man City will be, be way, way ahead of the rest. Yeah.
1: Dan, what about you? Chris, I think, you know what, if we... I said third in the FA Cup. That's what I keep saying to myself. But Liverpool have had a shaky start to the season. And I don't mm. think... I say to my Liverpool friends when they won the league, you guys need to sign two players, a transfer winner to keep up with Man City. And they haven't. Yes. So I reckon we can nick second if we really try. We've got a good squad. If we... A couple more signings come in, in January. I feel personally, this is crazy. Some people think I'm nuts. We're five signings off probably... Winning that league, if we really wanted to, you know, five signings, some squad players, one world-class player to bring some confidence into that team of winning that league. We've got everything there. We've got a top manager. We've got a good stadium a great youth system coming through as well, as we've seen a little bit, Chris, sometimes. And I just think that actually we can could, we could really get it going. This is the time. And I've, I listen to people like Leo on here, who are very, very positive and just say, and Gary, and I want to be saying, this is the time. Well, this is the time to start yeah. celebrating as a family. Because I remember when we had Christian Gross and George Graham and shocking players that I'm not going to name because some of them come on your show. But, you know, <laughs> that, that actually, that, you know, what I used to think, I remember when I was younger, Liverpool signed Stan Collymore, we got Chris Armstrong. And I was like, oh, that's great. And it was terrible, really, wasn't it? Let's be honest. And now we're looking at Harry, Katt, two of the best strikers in the Premier League together, world class. Um, why not say the sky's live limit? So I'm going to say second. Let's go for it. Beat around the bush a little bit. There. I'm going to go second. I think if we have a good January transfer window and another good summer, I think we could push for that league title next season.
0: Why can not? I just close the, can, can I close the show on, on a question about Antonio Conte? Um He's contracted at Spurs until the end of this season with an option to extend uh, with another year. Um, Gareth, do you do you see Antonio Conte at Spurs next season? Um, I think I'm the, the reason why I asked this question is because I was in the pub before the game and I asked this question to about 10 people and about eight went with one answer and two went with uh, another answer. Eight, eight, eight out of the 10 who I asked... Don't think the Conte will be in next season.
3: Chris, see to be honest, contracts mean absolutely nothing on football. Yeah, yeah. We've seen last week, we Graham Potter, he was paid out of a 21 million contract. Brendan Rogers has got, I think it'll be 26 million to sack him, which I think will probably happen within the next two weeks, or if not, very soon, because the cost of relegation will be far more money than Rodgers. what Rogers will the cost to pay him out. Um, so regardless of having one year left or five years left, Conte will go. Conte will walk away. Conte's walked away from contracts before because mm-hmm. he hasn't been backed by the board. So Conte will stay if he feels that if he feels that it's the right right job for him. Because if Conte was to leave tomorrow, he would get another job because of his reputation. So I think if, if, if he's happy at Spurs and he thinks he's being backed, he'll stay. Um, because he said before that, I think he's been asked before about why he only stays so many years at clubs and he says he hasn't found the right chairman yet. Um, and, what, and I think Levy's, Daniel Levy's had his... You know he's not everyone's favorite favorite person, especially some managers. So you know if he gives Conte what he wants, um, I have no doubt he was will he, be here. Um, I think it'll depend on how we do this season and what he's being promised the next season. To develop because Conte's not here. to finish top four. Conte's here. They won trophies. Conte's here. They won the league. So if he doesn't feel that's going to be a possible Spurs, he'll not be here. One way they are, he'll be sacked or
0: he'll or he'll he'll walk away. I'll tell you what, Rich, I I would feel absolutely delighted as a Spurs fan to hear those words. Antonio Conte has signed a contract at Spurs, keeping him here until 2025, 2026, um, you know, sometime in the future. Because for me, he has been a magician at this club. Mm -hmm. You know, he's transformed the club. Uh, we were playing Europa Conference League football last season. We're now playing Champions League. To hear that Champions League music again is absolutely unbelievable. Um, what would it mean to you as a Spurs fan for for Conte to sign a new contract?
2: Yeah, he is the the main guy at the club, the pe- person that makes the team tick. He he picks the team. Then you've got your conductor on the pitch, the Harry Kane that, that kind of that makes the plays, that is the kind of transformative kind of character on the pitch. But Conte's really important. It's like, without somebody like him, with the kind of enthusiasm, with the passion, with the desire, with the connection to the fans, Like it's the connection that's really important, clearly. You go mm. to the stadium, you kind of hear hear the fans kind of really wanting the manager to be successful. How many times has that not been the case? That, and I think Antonio Conte, the the challenges and obstacles that he comes up against, like the tutor situation, like he didn't back down there, did he? He didn't back down from that, and that's what what's important. That yes, he he uh, has his heart on his sleeve, but we want him to do that. We want him to like smash the players when they're playing shit. We want him to pull people off when they need to, but we also want him to celebrate with the fans as well. Mm. He will be, it'll uh, he'll, he'll be here next season for sure. I think um, what he's saying in the media, but he wants to see progress. He wants to see progress in the team. He wants to be backed. Um, I think he's saying these two or three windows to have the team that he needs. But I think uh, January, if the player's available, he wants to get him. Um, And the same with the summer. But there's specific players that he's obviously targeting now. And I think that's where He's seeing that maybe, like you're saying, Dan, maybe the four or five positions that mm. he needs to strengthen, and he's going to go after them. And then when he's got all these pieces, mm. we'll see the real Tottenham. But we we overachieved last season, yeah. And this season, and this season, I think we're going to start to see the the true Spurs when we move out of this second gear. Dan, do
0: you think Conte will be given the time to uh, get Spurs over the line and win a trophy?
1: Chris, I think he has to be, you know, everything's about relationship, you know, and Conte has a relationship with the fans. He has a relationship with the players. He obviously has an okay relationship with Daniel Levy, and he's got that buffer in between of the sporting director as well. I just think if you get rid of him, Hori he leaves, who the hell do you bring in? And I see people on Twitter, and listen, I love Potch, you know. I loved Harry Redknapp. I love Terry Venables. I loved Poch. I had a great relationship with this guy's different class. Look at what he's doing. He's turned average players like Dyer, let's be honest, into good players, in some respect, in some great players, if they make the England squad, you know, and start in the World Cup. Um, I just think that, for me, um, I just... I don't see what you could do. You need to back this guy. And it's not about one man, but he's team. You know, I watch the training sessions on YouTube. They're intense. The players are smiling. They're happy. They're enjoying themselves. They look fitter than they've ever, ever been. They've got muscles that I've never seen before in some <laughs> of them, you know? And it's true, though. You watch them in pre season, you look at their arms. I mean, Harry, Harry Kane looks quite bulked up, and and others, you know. And I just think to myself, you know, Rich, you know this about relationships. It's about the relationship with the, with the players, and he's got it. So, why would you, why Daniel Levy, why would you even stop and think of another manager? I mean, when I went Poch left PSG, everyone's was going to bring Poch back. Why? You know, you've got something great going here. There's a massive yeah. journey. My only thing that worries me, Chris, is the nurture of the younger players, Spence. Sessing on a little bit. Some of them under-23s that we see, you know, is he going to be able to nurture them, and bring them through correctly? And I think that's something that he misses. I think he's for the here and now, not for the future. Yeah, interesting times coming up. Yeah. Um, well,
0: Gareth, Dan and Richard, thanks so much for joining me this evening. Um, Gareth, uh, thanks so much. And tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what you're up to at the moment. Uh,
3: you can follow me at, at Gareth Hotspurs. I'm um, a coach for an Irish League team. Well, they're actually an Academy Irish League team in Northern Ireland, so under 14. So, um, love my football, of course. You'll probably get so many view- different views, might not always agree with them, but um, I try to be as honest as I can. Even some Spurs fans don't like to hear the truth sometimes, but you have to speak the truth. Um, but no, honestly, loving the football. Um, great to have it back. I'll be absolutely gutted now. We've got another international break over the next couple of weeks because. Other oh, national football, especially don't mind the Euros and the World Cup, but these friendlies and these Nations League games, are
0: depressions. Well, look well. Well, let me know your address, Gareth, because we'll put a uh, an England shirt and an
2: England scarf in the post <laughs> for November. Um, um,
0: Richard, thanks so much for joining us again this evening.
2: Yeah, cheers, mate. As always, yeah, you guys know where to to grab me, and champ on Twitter. And just to answer some, some of your um, uh, viewers' questions, I'm drinking water tonight because I've got 16 miles to run tomorrow in um, in preparation for London Marathon. I bet you're not training tomorrow, are you, Chris?
0: <laughs> I'll be doing a little bit of training tomorrow. We've got the marathon on the, on the 2nd of October. So what a right, huge London weekend London. it is for Richard and I. Um, on the 1st of October, the North London Derby. On the 2nd of October... Oh. It is the the London Marathon, so um, yeah. But you're always running,
2: Rich. You're you're uh... yeah. Well, did great North Run last weekend. Uh, Robin Hood next weekend, um, and yeah, just running, running for the right reasons. I'm not running away from people. I'm running to somewhere. So hydrate, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, remember, hydrate.
1: And uh, also, last you. time
2: I was on. Last time I was on. Um, I think Gary was on last time, and. That, I'd had about four or five beers and I was nearly falling asleep <laughs> I, I
1: absolutely
2: love, love that man. comment I love hey, that Gary's comments. not
1: that boring man what's up with you <laughs> Gary your um,
3: I love well, the comment for this. thanks Chris Gareth Dan and very... Great <laughs> <The next laughs> comment. the next comment the next comment line up cannot get trophy
0: <laughs>
3: Chris you're very very good but you can't promise us a trophy
0: <laughs> no no I wish I could um, yeah, that, Dan that could Dan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the uh, on the show for the very first time. I hope you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, thank you, Chris. Can I just shout out my boy, Maddox? He scored an absolute worldie today. Sonny Gold, first, first game for Stockfold. My beautiful daughter, Aurora. Um, thank everyone, because a lot of people on this stream uh, supported us through quite a hard time this year with my little daughter. And I just want to say thank you. Um, please have a look at my YouTube channel, Dan Gay Support Services. Um, it's my life story about growing up, going to prison and then coming out and changing my life, becoming assistant head of a school, and now running my, my own business, um, helping young people and supporting them through some of the tough journeys that they have. So please have a, have a look at that and have a share. It's been an honour to be on. Thank you. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Um, i come in the house, so we're OK. And my son appeared a few times on, on the camera, as you probably see. But thanks, Chris. It's great to have be on here. I've always watched this show. I love it. And thank you both, Gareth and Richard. Great chats. Brilliant. Well, Gareth, Dan
0: and Richard, thanks so much. And uh, thank you to all of the viewers and listeners uh, this evening. And as I said earlier, if you don't subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel as yet, please do hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to this on an audio platform, do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. Enjoy the international break. Let's hope that England can get a couple of wins, uh, whether Gareth wants England to win or not. Um, And of course, in a couple of weeks' time is the big one, the North London derby, Arsenal v Spurs. Um, everyone will have everything crossed for that weekend and that game. A huge one coming up. Um, Enjoy the international break, as I say, and uh, I'll see you in the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on, Spurs.